staying in to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotaflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for The Run Home with Kirsten Beef. Good afternoon. Welcome in to The Run Home on Wednesday the 8th of February. You can all take a deep sigh of relief because your absolute favourite here on SENZ, the one and only Stephen Donald, has returned in one piece from South Africa as well. Beeve, what did you rate Madrid with the Classic All Blacks out of 10? <laughs> uh, it was probably an 11. How uh, did you rate Dubai <laughs> with a 7 side? Oh, it was a pretty, it was a flat 10. And what about Cape Town? Oh. The beach bar? <laughs> the beach bar. It depends what aspects, but um, oh, Cape Town Cape Town starts an 8 and it just goes from there. It always just builds from there. So another wonderful little excursion. How was it? How was the trip? How's your body? Um, how are you still standing? Yeah, it's funny. I, I was walking around Dubai Airport um, yesterday thinking, you know, probably just starting to get back into the land of the living. And I was going for a walk, and I was like, Jesus, I've been run over by a bus again. Um, the body was in absolute pieces. Not for the first time in the last three uh, year? <laughs> no, not for the first time. Um, look, it's probably a combination of not... The thing I forget about is I don't do contact these days in my uh, day job, so I guess it should be a bit of a shock to the system. And um, Babe, let's people... be honest. <laughs> I didn't chase it. No, I didn't chase contact, it's fair to say. But just when it was absolutely necessary, I did get involved in contact. But no, wonderful trip. Um, South African people, geez, geez they're good people. Mm. Um, and, and without talking, you know, rubbish, like they take a genuine interest in what's going on in New Zealand. We have a ridiculous connection to them. They all knew about the floods. Um, and this is this was one of the people in my team. This was like strangers coming up to you wow. and saying things like that. So for a country that big, that far away from us, it just shows the sporting connection and the relationship we have with a country that at times, until you get to know them, you think, jeepers, these guys are a bit different to us. But um, it is, it's a remarkable connection we have with that place. Now, your team, uh, we obviously know it was a Thames tournament and that there were only two back subs, so you weren't <laughs> going to be on and off the field uh, as quickly as you wanted to be. How did the actual on-field action go? Yeah, look, I must say, they managed me well, because uh, I'd only been there about 12 hours, and we were playing at 8 o'clock our first game on the Friday morning, so only got a, f- only got a few minutes there, and then a few minutes later on, and then day two is when uh, they thought they'd get some bang for buck, but um, they, uh, the team went very well. We, uh, we actually won the whole thing, Kirst, and um, when, when I got there, I started to appreciate, look, I'm not playing on any veterans thing here, this is the real deal. Oh, so um, you've got two world championships to your name now, babe. 
yeah, I don't know if it's officially the World Championship of 10s, but it's not far off it. And, and the way a few of the opposition were carrying on about it and the intensity they had to it, you would have thought it was the World Cup. But uh, no, we, we, snuck, we snuck the victory. Well, we actually, we actually tore the final apart in the end. We, we snuck through to the final, but uh, yeah, we, we did very well in the final after being down 14-0 at halftime. We then, we then put 40 on them in the second half, which uh, I don't know how we did that, but anyway. Wowzers. And who yeah. were the teams uh, and players that you were up against? Uh, so, so a lot of teams were flying in from around Africa. There was a few American teams flowing in, a few Pommy teams, um, but mostly just a lot of... There was actually provincial teams from like the Curry Cup sort of second division. They, they sent teams in there. Uh, Western Province had a team in there, which is, of course, the, the nucleus of the Stormers franchise. Um, so they're young up-and-comers. Are we going to see some of these players on the international stage one day? Well, a few of my boys, apparently, a day later, they were leaving the hotel and they were they got caught into the, the Blitzbock. Wow. Um, so it was, uh, I was like, jeepers, that's... Uh, you obviously warmed them up well, babe. <laughs> well, <laughs> they must What was, what was the just, secret? I'm not sure, Kirst. Um, it's it's fair to say there's there's levels of professionalism that some met and some didn't. But um, no, a wonderful tournament again, like as an event because obviously the guys on uh, that organised the team I was a part of have you know they've played in Dubai and they played in Cape Town. They sort of said, oh, what's is there something we can come down to in New Zealand? And I and I just said, look, not unless you want to organise it. So are we missing something like this? Are we missing a trick? Should we be oh. putting on a rugby festival, either ten sevens or something of the like, for international teams oh. in New Zealand here? Like when you when you again, this was the whole shebang, like Dubai. It was netball. It was what else did they have there? They had um, dodgeball. They had uh, water polo, which wasn't at the venue. It was just a couple of k's down the road. So it's like a mini Olympics. Yes, and they also had the CrossFit comp again, which they had at Dubai. And you, and you had about three or four rugby fields going constantly. And then just around the main field, there was little stands built of, again, uh, bars. There was a Bacardi tent that got me one evening. Um, there was a couple of big stages um, where they did the uh, prize giving out of which we went up and accepted our guitar was our prize. Oh, a team guitar? or a team guitar, a team guitar, yes. I was trying to look to see if we all got one, but it was a team guitar. Did but, you pull out your performance from, <laughs> well, I did, you know? I, I did think about strumming. The mass singer? Yes. Um, I said, boys, just just give me Follow a G. Follow me. Yeah. Um, so, no, it was... It was First time I did felt like a rock star though because they did the prize giving in the main tent and there was thousands in this main tent and they're all yahooing by this stage and we went up there to collect our awards and uh, you look across and you, you almost think you're Dave Grohl there for a bit. Um, of course, well, lucky you're Dave Grohl and, and not Anthony Kiedis because oh. you know he'd be snobbing everyone in the crowd. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to interact with the crowd, but no, great times, cursed. Um, so we we need one of these in New Zealand. We do. That's what you're coming back. But then you don't get to get out of the house for a week, so. No, that is true. That is true. Maybe stick well, with your international sojourns. <laughs> oh, but we've got to organise it. We'll probably be the chief organisers, I'd say. Um, a, a couple of things that I, I think the, the listeners would, mm-hmm. would have loved, and you'll probably get a giggle out of. Um, speaking of contact, I almost got a whole lot more contact than I would uh, bargained for. Well, I did get more contact than I bargained for. Um, I talked about how we snuck through to the final. We played the defending champs. First game on the Saturday morning, uh, nine o'clock, and that shouldn't have been an issue. But the fact that a few of the uh, rat bags in the team all got together on the Friday uh, meant that we were a bit dusty come uh, Saturday morning. And I'm glad you put yourself in the rat bags category. Oh no, some oh, I wasn't. <laughs> it was those other rat bags in the team. Uh, of course, I was tucked up. 
But um, we were playing this team that won it last year, and they were known as quite a physical and somewhat dirty team. Mm. And anyway, anyway, I uh, I uh, got pushed out at one stage, and uh, I knew I was out. I'd thrown the ball back in and all the rest of it, and, and two of them carried on with it. And uh, they then, like some sort of Undertaker and uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, suplexed oh. me off the field and onto the um, onto the organizer's table and picket fence that was probably a few metres back from the outline. Um as you're getting older, you get crankier. So as it was unfolding, I pulled one in by the uh, collar of his jersey and gave him a quick elbow forearm because I didn't want to even think about using my uh, arthritic wrist. Were there fingers. TMO cameras here? There, were, there funnily enough, there was, but they couldn't get this. And anyway, then I saw the whites of his eyes, the one that I did the cheapie on, light up like some sort of uh, white dinner table, a dinner plate. So then I thought, oh, no, I'm in trouble here. Pull him in close to me so he didn't have much of a wind-up when I was on the ground. Got onto the ground, saw my life flash before <laughs> my eyes, and then luckily uh, a few of my new South African buddies just climbed in, and it was on the, the – we luckily fell right next to my reserve bench. So uh, the boys all hoed in. and The planning. Your planning was perfect. Always, you've always got to prepare for these sorts of things. And then, but funny enough, the referees sort of just – Oh, well, uh, okay. And just played on. And so the game just carried on. So, Bob, and so I... what? There's you left with a pile of bodies uh, and about 10 Hulk Hogan's yes. just piled on top of one another. Yeah, and by the time I came to, I just snuck back onto a wing and, and tried to get a, a nice little try in the corner. But uh, the ball didn't come. But, uh, yes, I, I thought I had to tell that story when I got back because I could have imagined uh, a lot of our listeners uh, enjoying the thought of me taking Giving on... an elbow. Yeah, to the face, take... some cheap, dirty tricks from Beaver uh, as he moves towards 40. To, to, on a six foot eight, 125kg <laughs> South African loose forward. You obviously oh. thought you could take him, or did you just see red? I saw red. Oh. I was like, I saw red for a split session, and then I saw my life as I realised <laughs> who I had done that little bit of naughtiness And thought, to. oh no. Oh no, I'm in trouble. And then thankfully, uh, a few of the boys who I bonded with previously the night before um, came flying in for me. Very well, lucky you, Beeve. Lucky you. <laughs> I was very lucky. Lucky very you. Lucky. Uh, and we're lucky to have you back as well. Your family, how are they? How have the kids responded to seeing Dad? And uh, what sort of treats did you take them? Did Jacko get his lion? Well, Jacko's got a Jacko's got a lion puppet. So he's walking around roaring at people with his uh, little puppet now. But actually, <laughs> on Jackie, I uh, walk out of the airport today thinking I'm going to get jumped on by Jackson. I knew Liv was at kindy. But only Liam pops up. And I said, where's Jacko? And, he, and uh, my parents came and got me because uh, the wife did have work. But Jacko fractured his, fractured his hand this morning. Oh. Um, so, so what, is been, he in the hospital or something? He's been at A&E. Um, Jeepers. So between yeah. you and him, oh, he is your child. <laughs> you are two peas from the same pod. So, so when I finally did see him today, he's just walking around. With, and he's, he's, is he okay? A, he is okay. We've got to go see a specialist about it in the coming days. But um, no, he's in uh, he's in tremendous spirits and uh, is loving the fact that he's now got um, his little lion puppet, and uh, he's so going he can play it with it on the other hand. He's on the other hand, and uh, <laughs> I also bought them all um, traditional uh, African yes. t-shirts and dresses. So yes. I'm looking forward to seeing how they all look amongst those. Um, so that was a bit of a Monday morning shop around Cape Town. <laughs> Before I, uh, before so you mean I... you shop at the airport? No, no, I had a bit of time to kill, so I went down to the waterfront and uh, did a very thorough, thoughtful. You mean uh, you were shop. still there? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd been kicked out of my hotel by mistake. <laughs>
And how's Alex? Did she survive with the three little gremlins? Yeah, she looked tired when I got home. It must be said, she does look tired. Um, but, uh, and it's been horrible weather, so they've been stuck inside, trapped with nothing yes. to do. Yes, and on the final day, one of them goes and breaks his hand. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it's been the full package for Hey, lucky you're home now. Lucky I'm home, and I won't ask to go on a tennis tournament until, well, next year. Month. Yeah, next year. <laughs> or another two months until the next one comes up. Matt says, someone get David Higgins on the phone and get the World Tens New Zealand Age Grape Tournament underway. It would be huge. We are seriously missing a trick. Would you go and watch that if there was a World Tens Tournament in New Zealand and it had invitational teams, it had different uh, players that have retired like Beaver that played in these tournaments? You may even see Beef throw another elbow or maybe he upgrades <laughs> at the next tournament to a first it was self-defence, may I, may I first point out. And, and Kirsten, the thing, about the, the thing that gets, I think, about these tournaments that I've seen now in Dubai and in yeah. Cape Town is it's not just about, say, I think you definitely you can get, your, you get some former internationals, and that's what the crew that I played for are trying to do, get that sort of building. With, they're trying to get some profile out of it. But like the great thing about Dubai and, and Cape Town was it was just amateur club people, and they build it into a weekend away, and it's just... And it's all laid out. You don't even have to leave. But where does the money come from to pay for these teams to travel around the world? Where did the money come from to put you on business class beef between Auckland, Dubai Uh, and Cape Town uh, and pay your uh, appearance fee, which we know doesn't come cheap? Business business class has really shrunk. If I was in business class, I'd give you the tip, Kirst. But um, no, like Oh, come on. You arrive with 13 hours to spare before your first (laughs) game. There's no way. I'm tougher than you think. Uh, Obviously, there's some... There are other corporates who, who who will do it big like that. Yeah. But then, but then the other ones, as I say, they just they do they just do what Kiwis would do, your fundraising or, or whatever. And, and instantly, I was thinking two places in New Zealand where this would be perfect, either at the Mount or Queenstown. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Just you, have it between the two each year, alternate it. Because both venues would attract overseas interest because of touristy spots and Kiwis great party would love to afterwards. Go there. And great party afterwards. You wouldn't even have to get down to Cowboys and get on the saddle in Queenstown. You just have a party there. It sounds like a winner. It sounds like an absolute winner. What do you think, double eight, double three, uh, if you think that could be a goer in New Zealand or 0800 811. Ken has said, Beaver, welcome back. What a day with the drama queen speaking. I'm reading between the lines here, but I think Ken is talking about one Crusaders coach who has come out at a Crusaders press conference today. Um, if you haven't heard the audio Let's play a little short snippet now and then we're going to play the full chunk for you in a moment. I was just waiting for NJU to make the announcements really. Hopefully we know in the next few days. So you know what the goal is, you're just waiting on NZRU to sort of pull the trigger publicly? Yeah, yes that's correct. Uh, look I've, I've had options, like I've always said my preference was to, to be here in NZ and uh, coach my country. Been really patient. I think where we are now, I think that's what we're going to deal with rather than what, what, what has happened. So the next two weeks is, is big. Uh, the next two weeks is big. An announcement could be imminent. That is Scott Robertson speaking there. But, I mean, this is nothing new. We had this news a week ago, didn't we? Joey Wheeler had the scoop, the elephant in the room that was being addressed, and he said hopefully the powers that be will address it soon. He sounds pretty chummy to me, B. We're going to get your thoughts and we're going to play the full uh, two-minute press conference out for you in a moment. But first, coming up on the Maker's Menu, thanks to McDelivery, uh, we've got Razor coming up from the press conference this morning. We catch up.
up with Paul Moati from the TAB. After five o'clock, we've got Joey Wheeler coming on the line. He's going to dissect his own Scott Robertson interview that he did last week. Plus, talk to us about the two All Blacks that have announced their new deals for Toyota, the Blitz in Japan. That is Bowden Barrett and Aaron Smith, who will both be leaving after the Rugby World Cup. We talk our bedpost breakthrough Super Rugby star with less than two weeks before the competition kicks off. We play Drive to Survive for $150 TAB bonus bet voucher. It's a nice number today. We've got Joel and Fletch coming on the programme after 6 o'clock. The first time we'll catch up with those two uh, in 2023. And Will McDowell-White from the New Zealand Breakers at 6.30. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door.